Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Depending on when you're listening to this, this is the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski, the Breezed Man, with Mike Kapler, the Cap. We used to be two radio guys. That's right. We used to be on the radio, and now... We are on the internets. So we're doing the Growing a Grace podcast from Waterloo, Iowa. Glad to have you along with us. Say there, Mr. Kapler, what's going on? Yeah, some of the people out there might remember might remember me as Wolfman Cap. Wolfman um, Cap. I used to talk a lot different back then. <laughs> and I was Johnny Breezeman. <laughs> Johnny Breezer. Johnny Fever. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that was a good decade ago. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done that. When we started this podcast, we were doing that. But that was like, uh, it was basically, that was, we started this podcast about a year before both you and I got out of radio. And then you kind of hopped back in for a little while after that. But for you, yeah, it's probably been just about a decade or so. Um, We are, well, we've been doing a little bit of a mini series, I guess, Joel. I don't know what else to call it. Law versus Grace how they tend to get so mixed up within Church Incorporated. I mean, unfortunately, and and you understand, of course, those of you who have been listening to us for a while, you understand that I'm talking by and large. I'm not necessarily talking about every single church on every corner, but by and large, what we know of as the Christian church, the religious organizations that are out there, are built upon the idea, the premise and the foundation that we have a mixture of law and grace. It's it's built on that foundation. Hmm. Um, They blend portions of an old obsolete covenant that came through Moses in with a new covenant of grace and mercy that came through Jesus Christ, where truth would be realized and we could grow in the knowledge of him. That covenant that Jesus established after his death and resurrection, being mixed with a covenant that was given to only Israel that came through Moses, it's just built on this mixture. And, And what we're trying to do here is help separate in our minds, help separate these two things law and grace, a covenant of law versus a covenant of grace, so that we can begin to live and, and experience the blessings to the fullest here in this life as, as we gain this greater understanding, this greater knowledge of the truth. And so we're going to continue sort of down this road here just a little bit because one of the things that traditional Christians will often get frustrated with or scared of when, when it comes to grace, is somehow thinking that, that grace will cause more sin. And not having the law and the commandments as a part of our Christian lifestyle will also lead to more sinning. Uh, so let's address that, Joel. Yeah, let's do, because I think what you're saying there is rather important. It's, it's People are kind of scared to go here. This idea that in Christ, this is something that we talk about a lot on this podcast and that Paul talks a lot about in his epistles, this idea of not having a relationship with the law. 
people are scared. Well, because you know, people think, let me back up here a little bit. People think that, and I think people naturally think this. It, it's part of a uh, a mindset that has to do with not, in my mind, not fully trusting the grace of God and, and the life of Christ in us, the Holy Spirit in us. It's this idea that if you don't have law, because the, the law is there, people think, for a guideline. It, it helps us to live right. It, it brings us back to uh, living right when we've gone astray. It points out where we're wrong and helps us to do what's right. But the, the law simply does not do that. And this is found all throughout Paul's epistles. But when we say that, it scares people. It makes people mad, it makes some people sad, uh, because there's this mindset, again, of mixing the two covenants that we need to, you know, we need to get ourselves out of that in order to have this life in Christ lived to the max, to the full, however you want to put it. The true life of Christ is lived apart from law. It's lived by his grace. It's lived by the Holy Spirit in us. It's lived by trusting that the Holy Spirit is at work in us, apart from our works, apart from our earning anything from him. And so, you know, Paul had talked in several different places about how through the law, sin abounded. People don't like to hear that, but Paul said that. He said, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. as Romans 5.20. Uh, and so sin abounded when the law came. But, he says, where sin abounded, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so when people think about that phrase, eternal life, they think about, see, so grace is for eternal life. Yeah, we're saved by grace, but we need the law right now. Well, Paul, but see, that's a very narrow mindset about eternal life. Eternal life, Jesus said, is knowing him and knowing the Father right here and right now. We have eternal life right here and right now. And that life is lived apart from the law. Because again, through the law, sin abounded. Paul had talked about how he wouldn't have known coveting unless the law had said, you shall not covet. That's Romans 7, 7. In verse 8, he says, but sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. <laughs> so there you have it. When the law comes, sin increases, sin abounds coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. Apart from the law. <laughs> but elsewhere, Paul says sin is the, or the, the law is the strength of sin. And when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. So we got to keep that in mind that when we talk about living apart from the law, we're talking about true life in Christ. We're not talking about lawlessness and, and just going crazy with sin. Uh, we're not talking about that at all. What do you think? Well, I think we often get the same question apparently the Apostle Paul had in the book of Romans after making statements like what you were just reading in Romans 5. People will say, so are you saying that we should sin all the more so that grace may abound? I mean, obviously, Paul didn't just pull that question out of thin air. Somebody probably many times perhaps had approached Paul with this question. Well, you, what you're talking about here, I mean, you got to remember where these people were coming from. We have no clue for the most part here in our culture today as to what a change of mind this had to be, especially for the Jewish people hmm. who are transitioning from a system 
of a law of works and commandments to grace. I mean, it, it just night and day, night and day. There was no real eclipse going on here. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was light or dark. I, I mean, it was it was life or death. But what they were hearing from people like the Apostle Paul was so different because they had spent their entire lives for many many years, even centuries, the Jewish people, um, trying to establish their own righteousness through that work of the law or through through their own works by doing the works of the law. And, and, but they could never do it. They were pursuing righteousness, which is really the goal for all of mankind, all of us humans. The goal is to be right with God, to be in a state of holiness and acceptance from God. That That's what we all really want. We want that assurance, don't we? We want that blessed assurance. Well, the, the Jews were pursuing it through uh, the instruction of the law, and not one, not one ever accomplished it. Not David, not Moses. I mean, start naming your, old, your favorite Old Testament saints. And not one ever achieved it. And that's why the system had to be ended. It had to be brought to a place where it just didn't exist anymore, that it would no longer apply, that it became obsolete. And it was replaced with what the book of Hebrews calls a new and a better covenant, you see, because there was fault found with that first covenant. If there wasn't fault found with that first covenant, which included the law, then there would be no reason to seek a a second covenant. That's what the book of Hebrews is talking about right around chapters 7, 8, and 9 there. So what we've got here, Joel, (laughs) is churches and religious people, in, in many cases, not all the time, not with everybody, but the system as a whole, the church system as a whole, is depending upon a mixture of these two covenants and, and law and grace. And, and what you were talking about, though, is scripturally speaking, it was, and, and please don't misunderstand us, we're not against the law, but the law and grace are not to be combined. See, our righteousness now comes by grace apart from the law, okay? It's not that we have to be against the law, but but grace occurs apart from the law. And even though the law is holy, uh, righteous, and good, it was weakened by the flesh, and all it could do for us is cause sin to increase because it it had this perfect behavior requirement, basically. Um, It demanded perfection. By the way, we Gentiles were never under it. We were never part of the law. We were never part of that covenant. We didn't have a covenant. It was for the Jewish people. And then we were brought into Christ, uh, and, and Christ was made available to all who would believe. Righteousness was made available to all who would believe, uh, Jew and Gentile, after the new covenant began. So, the, scripturally speaking, the law and the commandments cause sin to increase. And I think sometimes, too, Joel, that people get a little mixed up with the laws of the land Versus, you know, they, they kind of try to make them a little bit synonymous. They, try, they, they, there's a, they think there's a parallel between the laws that we have in our state, in our country, and so on, in our culture, um, that they somehow are, are um, matched up against uh, the laws that came through Moses. And then we're talking about a couple of different things here, and we may have to get into that a little bit more next time. Yeah, yeah, we can do that, because I know there's plenty more to, to bring up when it comes to all this um, and you were you you were talking about how as Gentiles we were never 
even under the law in the first place. And that's that's a big point. And and the, so some people will say that, uh, but now that we're in Christ, we're meant to keep it. Well, that kind of came up in Acts 15. The dispute came up in the early church. People were saying, Gentiles, they need to be circumcised and keep the law in, in order to be saved. And so here's what, what Peter said. Peter stood up and said, um, yes, indeed, the, the Holy Spirit will enable us to keep the law. No, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> Peter said, now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? Peter knew that the law was something that people could not bear. You had just said that e- even those who were under it, they never kept it. David and and all those people who were under the old covenant they never even kept it and now in Christ it's not a matter of the Holy Spirit or grace enabling us to keep it Peter continues with this thought that even under grace it's a, it's a yoke that is too much for people to bear and so in order to bear fruit to God Paul said that we need uh, to he said you brethren have become dead to the law and so we'll talk more about this um, mixing law and grace and how we shouldn't and really can't do that coming up on growing in grace this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brzezinski heard online through various internet sources around the world each week to access hundreds of past programs visit graceroots.org share it with a friend and listen again next week for more growing in grace